This is the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Chris Schmedeke. Today, we are joined by Danielle Allentuck to talk a little Rockies. And also, make sure to follow us at Denver GAZ Sports on Twitter to get all your Broncos, Avs, Nuggets, Rockies, and college sports news. Now, let's look back at the Rockies season. Hello, and we are joined for the first time on the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast by Danielle Allentuck to talk a little Rockies. Danielle, nice to have you, and how are you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm good. How's everything with you? It's pretty good. Uh, you know, we're getting all the other sports are starting now, but yours, yours is over, so I thought it'd be a good time to kind of talk about the season that was. Another disappointing season, but at least discuss some positives and, you know, the many negatives, as your story said at the end of the year. Definitely. All right, so let's go ahead and just start with uh, the general, you know, another disappointing season, another last place finish. Um, what are your thoughts on, we'll start with Bud Black. Is there any hot seat? We know the Rockies don't fire anyone. So, you know, is he just, is he the right guy to try to turn this around? Is, you know, he would probably have to quit to lose this job, in my opinion. So what's your thoughts on Bud Black? So my understanding is that everybody still loves him. He still has a trust in the clubhouse. Management still believes in him. And he's kind of on like a year-by-year basis right now. So he had he got extended for next season. And they're just going to take it kind of year-by-year. And it's his until he doesn't want it anymore. I think they need a lot of changes with their coaching staff behind him. And I think that they are actually going to do that. But Buddy's fine. He's safe for as long as he wants the job. And what do you think? That, will they change hitting coaches, pitching coaches? What, what do you see there? I think definitely hitting coach. I think Dave Magadan yeah. has had his time to try to turn it around, and they got worse this year. So I think he should be out. I think that they actually need – a pitching coach could be in need, but he's only been here for one season. So I kind of see them being like, okay, he can have another chance. I think they need more pitching coaches in general. They only have – one pitching coach and one bullpen coach and they definitely need more help there i think if your hitting coach goes your assistant hitting coaches go i think maybe rod guinean first base coach could be in trouble i just think that they they need some fresh younger faces in there to help make some changes so you know those changes would come from bill schmidt who's running the team what, what were your kind of thoughts on his overall performance i think we'll dive into chris bryant maybe a little later but um overall like his first one, his first year as GM. How did you see it? So I was really impressed with his offseason ads. I thought all the extensions were good. I thought maybe Ryan McMahon was a little premature. We don't really know what he can do yet at the major league level, but he was taking action. He was doing stuff. He was trying to lock up the core. And then, of course, adding Chris Bryant was good. Jose Iglesias was good for the season. So I was really impressed going into the year. Not as much impressed as the year went on. I think he, so you make the argument you didn't make any trades at the trade deadline, which was obviously a big storyline of the year, but they just didn't do anything throughout the season to make the team better. Yeah. And that falls on him. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they, one of my positives I think I'm gonna bring in, go into now is they did bring up some of the younger guys. And I feel like they were not in the lineup as much as they should have been. I don't know how you feel about that, but Talk about you know some of your favorite younger players and you know what, do these guys get a chance next year? Was it just kind of let's just see what happens? How do you see all that? 
Yeah, I mean, we can start with Montero because he was the one who was up here for most of the year. He didn't get any playing time until August. He was up three times before yeah. then. And their whole thing that, I mean, I'm not a baseball player. I don't get it at all. But they're like, we want players to be here and get used to Major League life. Well, in my opinion, the best way to get used to being a Major League Baseball player is to actually play Major League right. Baseball yeah, and not sit on the bench. So I thought they really wasted an opportunity with him to get those at-bats early. He was up in May, he was up in June, and he was up in July. He didn't get any significant playing time until August. And I thought he impressed okay. His bat wasn't as strong as I thought. His defense has gotten a lot better. Um, he works every day with third base coach Stu Cole. I've been really impressed by his work ethic because he knows he needs to get better there. Um, Toglia and Bouchard were the September additions. Um, Bouchard was up in, I think, June, but he was injured, so we didn't really see him. I was very impressed by both of them, especially Bouchard, because he kind of came out of nowhere in my mind. Like A guy who has a high on-base percentage is not flashy at all. He doesn't stand out in the minor leagues. He was never a top prospect, but... He was the most consistent player for all of September and into October. I think he has a spot next year if he can keep that up. Um, Toglia, obviously, he is the best defense at first base since Todd Helton. That's what everybody says. He's very impressive. He can play right field. He strikes out way too much still, which isn't super uncommon for a young player, but I think he makes this major league team coming out of spring training. Um, and, of course, Ezekiel Tobar, he was not – healthy when he was up here he missed half the season of yeah. three and he was still really good but i think we have not seen anywhere close to the best of him they're going to give him a shot next year he'll be their starting shortstop coming out of opening day he does have options of course they all do if he doesn't you know impress as they thought they would um their bigger problem right now is toglia and montero overlap too much yeah and with cj crone and toglia can play the outfield Montero can play third base, but Ryan McMahon has third base. I don't know if there is room for both of them on the opening day roster. That was my next question is where, where do all these guys play? Because So Crone is still signed through next season, right? And yes. I mean, Brennan Rogers is in the infield. Ryan McMahon is in the infield. They still sometimes play Garrett Hampson in the infield. Um, I, it just seems like they're kind of crowded there. I think the best thing they could do is trade one of them. And I think Montero would be the better one to trade. Toglia would get you more in return because they're not going to get rid of CJ Brown. It's they should, but they're not going to. Right. <laughs> they think that they need him to contend next year. Um, there's not space for Toglia and Montero unless somebody gets injured or something happens. There will obviously be a couple of those players. You just mentioned Garrett Hampson. I'm not so sure he's back next year, so that yeah. may open up a spot. Um, Bouchard will be a bench player, theoretically thinking Chris Bryant can play left field next year, but I don't know. They have a backlog here. They have to make some decisions. Do they want to go with their veterans and keep them, or do they want to try to make a trade? Do they want to send somebody back to AAA? I'm not so sure what they're going to do there. And, you know, we'll talk about C.J. Crone a little bit, because he, he did have a positive year. He was their one all-star, but he really fell off in the second half. I mean, could he DH so Tolia can play in the field then? Or how would they do that? The problem is Charlie Blackman has to DH. That's true. About half the time he's in the lineup. So I Crone's defense is fine to me. I think Montero could DH a little bit. Um, but it, I think Crone can hold his own at first base. I don't think that's necessarily an issue. 
Okay, okay. I just, you know, first base has been such a problem pretty much since Helton retired. So I, I don't know. I, I would want to see Tolia, but I understand the Crone thing too for sure. I'll just stay with position players there. You know, Brendan Rodgers, you know, didn't he start out hitting in the 100s or something like that? It was pretty bad. But he probably came Four on to be – all of April. Yeah, he came on to be their most consistent hitter there for a long time. Um, he's been that player that I think Rockies fans have just been waiting for forever. Do you, do you think he's finally coming to his own and he's ready to keep taking more steps through, through, his, uh, through his career? I think he's getting there. We still, like you said, have not seen it through a whole season. And, you know – May, June, July were great for him. August, September, not so much. Yeah. So I think he still is searching for that consistency. He still doesn't quite know. His body hasn't made it through a full major league season yet. He got injured at the end of this year. Um, he was injured for part of 2021 and part of 2020 and 2019. So I think that's the part that he's still missing is the taking care of his body part and being able to make it through a major league season. I think he's getting closer to being that, you know, top prospect, highly anticipated debut that everybody thought he would be. I don't think he's quite there yet. All right, what's um, and where does he he plays second base, right? Would he just stay? He he's there at second most of the time. Yeah, they he played shortstop growing up, and they kind of they tossed around the idea of putting him at shortstop when Trevor Story left, but he's not. A, he's much better at second base. He grew into that position this year. Um, he actually went really far. He could be a Gold Glove candidate this year um i think he could be a finalist but definitely gonna say it's second base so let's switch over to the pitching side uh and the rotation you know freeland and marquez they had erase under five marquez had that scoring thing that you tweeted about the other day to get him under five but his season was very strange there were times where he looked like an ace and there were times where he couldn't get through the second inning i mean he's got that contract he's got an extension he's with the team for a while they clearly still believe in him, but is he is he ace material? Because sometimes he shows it and sometimes he just doesn't. So I think if you're talking strictly like his stuff, he's got the finishes, yeah. he's got it down. He could be an ace. It's all mental for him, I think. I think he's got to get that under control. He needs to put in a work in the offseason to be ready for the season. He needs to continue that during the season. Um, he had a really weird offseason last year that everybody within the Rockies organization kind of blames for his weird year. And I, I don't know how much I buy into that, but basically they're saying he stayed in Denver for the off season. He was training at Coors Field and then a the lockout happened in November and he didn't have a place to train. Ah. So he was kind of bouncing around, couldn't find a consistent spot, didn't have a consistent coach. He went home to Venezuela for a little bit, had some trouble getting back. You know, they just sort of blame all of this for his season. And my take is he's a major league baseball player. He should have been able to maintain it himself. Like the lockout was not a secret. He should have known it was coming. Yeah, we all knew that was coming. (laughs) Told him that it was coming and helped him found a coach. Like, so I don't know how much I blame that on, but I think for him, he struggled with confidence at points this season. He would let things snowball out of control if he gave up a run. Like he just needs to take that step of his career. I still think you know, we saw flashes of that Marquez we saw in 2021 this year, some of those, like, last year when he had that no-hitter through the ninth, eighth inning. I think he still has to stop. He needs to just put it all together. And then Kyle Freeland was definitely their second, sometimes their best starter at times. But he seemed like another time where when he's got it, he's got it. But when he's bad and he misses spots, he's really bad. Yeah, I mean, I somewhat agree with that. I think he was the most consistent throughout yeah. the year. He wasn't his best. He wasn't his worst. He just sort of was fine. 
and that's not what they need from him or want from him. Um, he's such a competitor that like he can carry himself through any game. He's got that focus, maybe a little bit too much as we all saw when he broke that light after a bad game. But I think he is going to be probably their top starter next year again. I think he's got it. Yeah, he he's such he's, he just seems like such an important part of the team. He he's really he's he seems like a leader. He seems yeah, you know, he but like you said, like he almost does seem to try too hard sometimes. Like he really really wants to be that guy. And I think it backfires on him a little bit. He can't just like let one bad thing roll off of him, you know. He just he's got to get that part a little under control, but he I didn't have any problem from this year. I thought he was like I said, just fine, not great, not bad. I think he'll take a step forward next year. So who's after them? <laughs> that seems to be the biggest question is, you know, they had a bunch of guys that just kind of came in for that three through five spot. I mean, some of them young players, some of them free agents. You know, that's the one thing is you don't hear much about their pitching prospects on the starter side. I mean, I know those guys are really, really still low, like starting out. I know the guy they just drafted, they've talked about. But, you know, this rotation definitely has some holes going into the next season. That is their biggest question mark and the biggest thing they need to do. They're going to have a lot of trouble during that because free agent pitchers don't come to Colorado. Right. Why would they? It's awful to pitch here for them. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to make some trades. But Antonio Sensatella was yeah. their third guy. He had a weird year. Just a lot of freak injuries almost. Um, he was so-so when he was actually healthy, but I was not impressed with him. I think he's a fine number four or five starter. I don't think he's a number three starter like they have him slated. And then you had their two guys who are now free agents, Chad Cool and Jose Urena. Um, Chad was signed in the offseason. Jose came in in June after he was let go by the Marin, uh, Brewers. And Chad was good until he kind of fell off a cliff there yeah. in July. You know, he had a complete game shutout against the Dodgers, and then nothing worked for him after that. I think he ended with like an eight point something ERA from July on. He gave up a ton of home runs. I think his time with the Rockies is done. I don't think he's even worth resigning for the minimum. Jose Urena, he was okay. He had a really bad game where he gave up like nine runs in an inning. But besides that, he kind of always seemed to get the job done. Nothing he did ever super impressed me besides that one bad game. Nothing he did ever was like, okay, he's not it. Um, I think that they could resign him for about a million and everybody would work out there. Um, they have Ryan Feltner, who was not ready to be in a rotation, major league rotation in my opinion, but they had nobody else. Um, I think he, again, he just did okay. Like he is just not ready. His pitches aren't there. He was changing everything. He got new sliders, worked on a sinker, developing a changeup. Everything was kind of, a learning process for him and you don't want somebody in your rotation relying on to still be learning things yeah. like basic pitches as they're in the major leagues they say he is a major league future i'm like maybe maybe as a long reliever or a fifth guy i'm not super impressed by his stuff at this point he could prove me wrong he's still young and then there's austin gomber which was oh yeah one of the weirdest storylines of the year he started in a rotation he's always been a starter pretty much they moved him to the bullpen and then just never took him out. And their theory at the time, he had a really bad couple of games. They were like, we're going to put him in the bullpen and work with him, get him back in shape. From my understanding, nobody really worked with him. They just kind of left him in the bullpen. 
Hmm. And then when everybody else started pitching badly, Chad Cool, Jose Urena, Ryan Feltner, they should have moved somebody else to the bullpen or sent somebody down the AAA and moved Austin Gomber out. They just never did that. They just kind of left him. He barely pitched. And I don't feel like he had pitched bad enough to deserve a spot just sitting in the bullpen. I think they should have given him another shot. And they finally admitted at the end of the year that they just didn't have time. They didn't want to build him back up at the end of the year. But to me, that's complete mismanagement. You still don't really know what Austin Gomber has, and you didn't use him this year. That's really weird. You know, he was part of the Nolan trade, so you figured that they'd want to try to give him a shot. But, yeah, you almost – he just kind of drifted away. And I, when you mentioned him, I was like, oh, yeah, he was he was just in the bullpen hanging out. He's just kind of there. And they say he'll be in contention for a starting spot in spring training, but I don't know. I mean, again, they just kind of left him this year, so – It'll be interesting. Do, do they really have anything down in the minors in the start that's anywhere close in the for the rotation? I guess I mean, is what what is Lambert doing? Is he still hurt? What, he's working back from Tommy John, right? So they have Peter Lambert and Ryan Wilson, who both essentially missed a third season this year of injuries. Um, Lambert is just having a lot of trouble coming back from Tommy John surgery. I mean, I think people forget that Tommy John surgery is not a sure thing. Right. A lot. About like half the cases end up like Peter Lambert where they just can't make it back. Yeah. Um, and it is Ryan Wilson, who was their top pitching prospect, was on their 40 man, has never debuted and was injured again this year, got injured in spring training um, and never made it back this year. So I'm, from my understanding with Peter Lambert, he's pitching the fall league right now, but he's not on our depth chart. They don't really know if he's going to ever get back to what he was when he debuted when he was so good. So he's not on my depth chart either. Um, Ryan Wilson, I have no idea what to think about him. Um, They don't talk about him. They get tense when you bring him up. I I don't think he's part of their future either at this point. Um, I think that there are a couple Carl Kaufman is in AAA, not super impressed by his stuff. I think maybe in a couple years, he could be that fifth starter type guy, but not right now. Um, Noah Davis, who debuted in like the last inning of the season as a reliever, he's not even started in AAA yet. They brought him from AA. I don't think he's ready yet either. So to answer your question, no. All their other starting prospects are down in low A and rookie league. That's that's what I thought. So in the bullpen, um, you know, Daniel Bard was great. 34 saves, under two ERA. He signed that new contract when I think a lot of people were calling for him to be traded at the deadline, but he signed a new contract. Besides him, you know, it was kind of like a typical Rockies bullpen season, you'd probably say, just up and down all over the place. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryce should have been traded, but you also have to commend him for – the contract was great for him. He's making yeah. a lot of money. He gets to stay in one place. He's happy in Colorado, but it's not good for the team, in my opinion. Um, there was Tyler Kinley who was lights out yeah. until he got injured and had season-ending surgery. His timeline's not – he won't be back until, like, July of next year. So they have to deal without him for the first three months. Um, Alex Colome, who is now a free agent that they don't want to resign, was, like, meh. I mean, he was so slow. That so slow. <laughs> ruined the pace of every game. Um, yeah. My favorite buddy comment of the year was, we can't pitch him today. We have an airplane to ch- catch after. <laughs> oh, you there? 
Yeah, sorry. My, okay. My AirPods aren't even in his room, and they just connected there. Huh. Um, That's a great <laughs> line from Buddy. That's great. Probably <laughs> my favorite Buddy line of the year. Um, and he has a lot of gems. Um, besides that, they just sort of sent out a bunch of young guys like they've been doing for the past couple of years. Um, Justin Lawrence has a future as a major league closer. He's awesome. Doesn't have to consistency down yet, but his stuff is really filthy. He can top 100. He goes from sidearm. He's very unique, and he's got that strikeout potential. Uh, Lucas Gilbreth, I think, is a solid part of their yeah. bullpen. Um, he's only left-handed reliever right now, so he's very needed. He had season-ending injury, but he'll be back. He should be fine for next year. Besides that, I mean, it's just a bunch of, bunch of young guys. guys who probably won't be here next year. So one guy that will be here next year is Chris Bryant, hopefully, that he'll actually get to play. Um, you know, like you said early on, it was you felt it was a positive when they signed him, but I don't think you or anybody saw him playing 42 games and never hitting a home run at Coors Field. Um, you know, what, what are your feelings now? Do you think he just comes back next year healthy and ready to go? Um, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a big contract that they usually don't give out. So I think a lot of people have a lot of expectations. Yeah, I mean, I was just really impressed that they spent that money yeah. on, like, a big-name player. Because Brian is not a nobody. I mean, he is he's a fan favorite everywhere. Um, the thing about Chris Bryan is that he would have played, from my understanding, more games if they were actually in playoff contention. Okay. But they made a decision at the end of August to just kind of shut him down. There was no reason for him to play. They were able to get a look at the young guys instead. Um, so he probably would have had like 20 more games to the total, but 60 games versus 40 is not that big of a difference in my mind. He was a huge disappointment for the team. I think that they counted on him a little bit too much. They kind of were like, well, if we had Chris Bryant in the lineup, we would have been this much better. And I'm like, what makes you think that? They yeah. didn't even have a winning record when he was in the lineup. So I, I don't know what to think of him. I don't know what to expect next year because I didn't see him played all this year. Where does he play? Does he play left field? They have him as a left fielder, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, he never hit a home run at Coors Field. I always hear people bring that up. I don't know how many exact games he played at Coors Field, but it, it was something like he's had 100, over 100 at-bats and he never had a home run there. And, you know, that's something I had on the list for a negative is they don't hit home runs. They're, they've, they're, you know, McMahon and Crone were the only guys over 20 home runs. And, you know, with – this team in this area should probably hit home runs. So, so what, what do you think about that? Like, they just don't have the power that they used to. Yeah. I mean, so last offseason, their number one goal was to add power to the lineup. Yeah. And it backfired on him. All they did was get Chris Bryant. That was the only power they brought in. And they were just like, well, all these other people, like McMahon hit 20 home runs last year, and Diaz hit 12, and Rodgers had 15. So if everybody hits their season high, we're – we're good. We have home runs. But nobody hit their season's high this year. So Chris Bryant barely played. Charlie Blackman is aging. They need to bring in more power. They don't have it in the lineup like they think they do. They have to get that out of their head that we have the potential and just kind of understand that maybe last year was a fluke. They still didn't have that many home runs as a team, but they've got to add more power. It's power wins games. Power wins playoff games. I think if remember seeing a stat with like top five teams in major league baseball also in like the top six of home run totals yeah like there is no argument there there's a correlation and they don't have it 
you uh, we're talking about you mentioned Diaz there in your in your list of guys. Catcher continues to still be this giant mystery with this team. Um, well, Diaz signed a contract, right? So he's here next year. Is that right? He has, I believe, two years left. Two years left. Um, so he would probably be the primary catcher. But with, what do you see after that? Like, it's just that seems to have always been a revolving door as well. I mean, Diaz to me is a fine placeholder. His defense is good. His offense was meh this year, but. There aren't that many good offensive catchers out there. Yeah. Um, but this kind of goes back to the Rockies' problem. It's They're like, well, we have Drew Romo, one of their top prospects, yeah. coming in a year or two. We don't need another catcher. We'll just wait till he gets here. But what if something goes wrong with Drew Romo? What if he gets injured or gets behind or something like that? And I, I really do think Drew Romo is their future at that position, but he's 20 years old. He was drafted out of high school. He's not ready to be a major league catcher yet. Um, they also have Hunter Goodman, who's a prospect. He is a huge hitter. Um, they could really use his bat in the lineup, but he does not have the catching skills. So I think that they're going to eventually transition him to probably first base or maybe have him as a DH, but I don't think that they should rely on him for defense. Um, besides that, I mean, their other two catchers under 40 man are Brian Servan and Dom Nunez. I think Dom is going to find himself bumped from the 40 man roster. He was optioned in May and only came back when Diaz got injured. I think Brian Servan is your typical major league backup catcher. Yeah. I think he will play until somebody better comes along. And I don't see catcher being a priority for his team. I don't see them going off and signing anybody or trading for anybody. I think they're just like, well, we have Diaz. We're fine until Drew Romo comes. Um, you know, it's funny. I always thought that um, Dom Nunez was going to be a good player, but that's never happened. So I, I guess I was, I was definitely off on that. But um, so let's just talk, you know, kind of final thoughts going into next year. You know, they're not, they're never big players in the offseason, um, except, you know, I, I guess they signed Chris Bryant last year. But, you know, they just seem like such a team in the middle. Like there's a lot of veterans, but they have young players they want to see. Which way do they go or do they just continue this pace, continue this plan next year? I think they're just going to stay the same. I mean, I think they'll add, they'll find a way to add a pitcher. I, it will either be like a low free agent like Chad Kool was, or they're maybe make a trade, but I haven't seen Bill Schmidt make any notable trades yet. So I'm not, I don't really believe that's going to happen either. Um, I think their problem, like I said earlier, is that they believe this team has it and they're just not playing up to their potential, but we've seen their potential and it's not going to keep up with the Dodgers or the Padres, or anybody else in the league. Um, They believe in their young guys. Their young guys have not proven themselves yet. I mean, I think they did okay at the end of the year in meaningless games where other teams weren't trying anymore. But I, they need to make moves if they're going to be better. I'm not so sure they're going to do that to give Bill Schmidt some credit, or at least the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't had a regular offseason yet. That's true. So maybe this year we see what he can do with the winter meetings and the GM meetings and a full offseason to work with. But I don't know. I don't know why a top free agent, what they see is intriguing about the Rockies to come here. So they're going to have to either shell out the money, make some trades, or just stay the exact same, which is the route they've been going for the past three years. Well, we know the Rockies staying the same always makes fans happy. Um so we'll get you out of here with a, just an MLB postseason question. What you know? What have you seen that you've liked? Who's your favorite? Um, yeah, just what what have you seen? 
so I want the Mariners to go far. Yeah. I think they're fun. I think they're like the postseason darling this year. I don't know if they can. Last night, bringing Robbie Ray was yeah. a decision. I was very confused by it, and it obviously did not work out for them. Two pitches in, they lost in a walk-off. Yeah. I think if they stop over-managing, they'd be really fun to watch. I think the Dodgers are just unstoppable. I mean, I just watched them for six days when they weren't even playing their best by any means, and right. they still looked amazing. Um I think the Astros are really hard to beat too. So I don't want to see an Astros Dodgers World Series, but I think it's most probable to happen. Yeah, I think the Mariners are going to really hate that they blew that game one because that could. I mean, in those five game sets, you just never know. If you take game one, you got a real chance. And yeah, I, I would say. I mean, it's probably going to be Astros Yankees in the ALCS, which I'm sure people won't like either. But <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Dodgers are just unbelievable, and that's you know. That's what the Rockies have to look up to all the time. Yeah. They're kind of like their little brother who gets left behind all the time. Pretty much. Well, all right, Danielle, thank you for joining us. It was good to talk some baseball with you. And uh, maybe we will talk again if something big happens in the offseason. And if not, we'll maybe, maybe we'll be talking winter meetings or sometime in the offseason. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.